The real estate world is changing. Opportunity is everywhere. It has never been so easy to connect, share, and bring people together. We're learning from others and finding the very best in ourselves. Challenging our beliefs, overcoming our fears, transforming ourselves so we can transform our business. This is Investor Creator. And Tuesday morning coffee is a lot better looking than it normally is right now. And that's because Abby Thompson's with us. So yeah. we're so glad you're here, Abby. Thank you. Yeah. And Brad's out of town. He is headed to Atlanta, I think, this morning with uh, one of our, our good partner friends. And they're looking at some, some stuff in, in Atlanta. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, exciting things. Which, which could be very exciting. We'll wait and talk about it later if it happens. If not, we'll pretend they just went to Atlanta to have lunch. Yeah. So you guys who are part of Investor Creator, you know who Abby is. You know that uh, she makes sure that all our bills are paid <laughs> and makes real high-end financial decisions that uh, are, they're way above my pay grade. And so <laughs> what, what we kind of wanted to do this morning is kind of answer some I've got a list of some frequently asked questions that people ask of me that I don't always know the answers to. But before we do that, I kind of want to talk about how you get when you started and how all that happened. Is that okay? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So where are you from, Abby? Are you? I'm from Murfreesboro, just like Brad and Casey. Okay. Yeah, born and raised here. Okay. So in in the city in the country. I was raised in the city. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I mean, walk. Do you live out? In Walter Hill area now? No, I live in Kittrell now. I, I live in the country now. Kittrell's country. Yeah. I married a, a country boy, I guess. So now I live in the country. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then and then you have we you missed the best part of the whole deal here. <laughs> we did have the little man Tyler in here a few minutes ago. Yeah. And um I was trying I, I tried to feed him for a little bit. That didn't go well. <laughs> he was not happy with that, but Tasha took him. And we're in good shape now. Mm-hmm. At least he'll projectile on Tasha and not on me. Yeah. That'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> so let me tell you how it how started, how I met Abby. Brad and I, you know, we're running an extremely efficient outfit. You guys have heard the war stories before about us flying down the interstate and blank checks are flying out the back of the trunk. And we, we knew most of the houses we had bought and owner finance, but we couldn't find paperwork on some of them. Mm-hmm. We would forget about some of them. It was it was not very efficient at all. We kind of laugh about it a lot. And so one day Casey walked in because Brad and I had gotten pretty overwhelmed and the all the financial stuff pressure was on him. So he was actually more overwhelmed than I was. Mm-hmm. And he had a better memory than I did. So I could go home and forget about some of it for a minute, you know. And one day Casey walked in and said, I'm here to help. And I was like, okay. And she and I have talked about some of the questions she had right then and some of the answers I did not have. And everything changed organizationally when Casey walked in. And she started moving things around and having, getting me to think about things in different ways, which weren't easy because, you know, we would, we'd run with such a, a thin line, you know, we could move and make changes in and out of. And she started making big, broad changes. And that was tough for me to, to get a hold of. 
And then she immediately said, I've got to get somebody in here that can help us get, figure out all our finances. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the thing we were great at was buying houses. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And we could sell most of them. And we had a bunch laying around that we'd not been able to sell just because we didn't have time to get to them yet. So she hired a lady part-time and I can't think of her name. She was real sweet. She worked with us for a little bit and she figured out that this animal was bigger than she thought. But she'd always wanted to work at a certain paint store in town too. And so she got an opportunity, got an offer to work at the paint store. And then I think maybe we went we went through someone else also part-time. And then did you start after that? You Abby came in. Did you start part-time or full-time? Yeah, I started part-time. Yeah, I was working at a local restaurant as well. Oh, my favorite lunch, my favorite lunch (laughs) restaurant in town, Marina's. We have this great Italian restaurant, but I never saw you there. So uh, I mainly would go on Thursday nights when they have two for one. I was a single guy (laughs) and I'd get my two for one, eat one on Thursday night, the other on Friday night. So like what was part time? Were you working part time in the daytime? You stayed for a while at the restaurant, didn't you? Yeah, I I would work um, in the mornings before lunch and then in the evenings after lunch. And then you come in here in the afternoons. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And y'all, y'all didn't, y'all didn't have the little man then. No, no. Okay. <laughs> and what what did you think when you saw our cardboard boxes full of papers? Well, you know, it took me a second to learn everything. There's uh, a lot to learn, and yeah. but I love to learn. So it took me a while to learn everything, and then once I did, I was really excited to like dig through those things. And I'm still digging through them. I still find things from mm-hmm. the old days. <laughs> You're <laughs> they welcome. scared me a little bit. <laughs> You're welcome. You know, and when she says I had to learn things, I mean, she had to learn how all of the real estate stuff that apprentices in our program and investor creator have to learn everything. You had to learn all of that. And we didn't have curriculum mm-hmm. then. <laughs> I mean, you were learning a lot trial by fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? It's it's like baptism in the deep end of the pool, you know. Yeah. And so I remember she'd have questions about things. What is what is this? And mm-hmm. and then why did you put it in this folder? Mm-hmm. And uh, we just said that was the folder closest to us, yeah. <laughs> so we stuck it in there. Yeah. But it was amazing because Abby was not only a financial kind. Had you done this for a company before? No, I had worked in public accounting doing audit. And so um, I had some experience in accounting because of audit. And I, I think that was actually a good skill. Yeah, that I, I do, too. Yeah. I do, too. It's more of an organizational skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because all of our stuff literally was in cardboard boxes because we we would rent an office, but then we were never there mm-hmm. and we didn't have anybody working for us. So I remember the last place called me that we had an office on the square and they called and said, Hey, listen, your lease was up two months ago. You paid two extra months and y'all haven't been here in nine months. Do you want the chairs and the tables that you brought over? And I said, yeah, yeah, we'll take them. I'll come get them. And uh, so it was different for us having somebody, a stable place and somebody there that's keeping mm-hmm. up with this. What do you, what, like, do you remember, I'm putting you on the spot here, so sorry okay. about that. I mean, what was kind of something that was, that happened that you thought, wow, how did this, how did, how how could this go on so long? (laughs) Well, I guess the main thing is, you know, there were no 
files, really. Everything was in your email. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's fine for you guys, you know, just the two of you. But once you started a company and started growing, it was really important to me that we had files and, you know, some organization. Um, I mean, we probably still had close to 100 owner finance homes, notes. Yeah. Yeah. That were coming in mm-hmm. and no files. Yeah. Yeah. You've and, told me stories about that. <laughs> and even our, even in our emails, which I didn't know that you could even put stuff into files in your email. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, Abby would say, what about Bonaview or Bona, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. What about Bona, whatever the house is in Hermitage? And I'd go back. I, all I could remember was their name. And find them that way, you know, yeah. and then we print it all out. And Judy helped us a lot, get files, copies of files and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think though that, you know, Brad had it, you and Brad had it going on, you know, you didn't, you focused more on like what really mattered at the time. Okay. And, and, um, then we were able to, to do it, you know, like to recapture, he everything. didn't focus too much on the, on the little things and, he wasn't in the weeds too much. Right. So I, th- I think it worked for him. Yeah. We just didn't realize till you came along and Casey came along how high the weeds were. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean, there was a lot of stuff hidden down in there that there was a lot of money that you all captured. There were people yeah. were behind on payments and we didn't know it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Oh, that's, that's true. <laughs> it's giving me a little bit of a headache right now thinking about a lot of it. Yeah. So the, the thing I remember the most, though, was everything changed financially when you came along. I mean, even you, I think probably you had to learn how to read HUD statements and closing docs, real estate docs. Yeah. You'd never done that before? No, I had bought my own personal house, but yeah, that was it. <laughs> and I don't remember you asking a whole lot of questions. I mean, you just would find your answer somehow. How does that kind of stuff work when you're going into something you don't really know? beginning out works. How'd you have the confidence to even say yes? You know, I guess I've always been like just intrigued by new things and I'm okay with making mistakes, you know? Oh, like, that's big. It's it's okay. You know, everything will be all right. And so I guess I just learned and made mistakes and that was the best way for me to learn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, quite often when somebody's new and they're starting the apprenticeship and they're they get a lead. It looks like a good one. They get it under contract and they are afraid. We're afraid, you know, that we're going to make a mistake. That's going to cost us to lose that deal. And that may happen, but usually that mistake also costs you to get three that you wouldn't have. Mm -hmm. If you learn from it, if you remember it, you know, if you capture that, that shift, that change you need to make. Okay. So let's get to some things people have been asking me lately. Now you've got, you've got your own, podcast you do called in the weeds right mm-hmm, yeah. and when is that it's friday fridays at two central so what can people do on there if they get if they get in your podcast what can they do they can ask me just about anything <laughs> uh, you know deal structure things i'll i'll point them toward brad or, or to you but if anything that has to do with you know finance or insurance or paperwork or title companies I mean, it's endless. <laughs> Anything that Brad doesn't like to do. Yeah. That's what I'm all about. 
it is amazing to me how quickly you and Casey know how to do pretty much everything in the entire business. <laughs> and I'm going to have a little confession time for me. So when Abby started, she, she and Casey both started doing things that I was doing. And they were actually taking things off my plate, which was great. You know, a lot of people would love to have things taken off their plate. But um, I had, and I was fine with some of it, but I had a hard time with some other stuff. And I remember I would say, Abby, you just can't do that that way. <laughs> and she would say, Tony, it's going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> just let it go. Let somebody else take that from you. You're mm-hmm. going to have more time. And we've been running so hard. I'm like, I don't need more time. You know, I've got to do that stuff, you know. And after a while, I think I, I might have gone home and introduced myself to people live at my house, <laughs> which was probably a good thing, too. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, at that point, it was it was that was a tough thing. So when people call in on your show and they get in on your show, they ask questions. So I want to go through some of that now, because Friday's in the middle of the daytime for a lot of people. Most of our apprentices have full time jobs. And then so the day support calls are tough for them. Mm-hmm. So how did you learn to read? real estate docs, particularly looking through HUDs. Hmm. And what does HUD mean? Housing, urban development. Housing and urban development. Yeah. 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 Sometimes, you know, there's, there's also an Alta. So you might hear those interchangeably like an Alta. So are they the same thing or can they be the same thing or? They're not the same thing, but they'll show you the same thing. (laughs) It'll show you how much money the buyer's getting, how much money the, the seller's getting. Okay. Um, so they showed the same thing at the end of the day. Yeah. So, so, I mean, you found discrepancies in some of them. Yeah. Yeah. Almost all the time. Yeah. Or, you know, small ones. And do they, do do they affect money? Yeah. Well, you know, a few months ago I was looking through an Alta, an older Alta that we had signed a few months ago and realized that the title company had never funded us. We had never received those funds. So, so we closed on the to look at them for sure. <laughs> we closed on the house. Mm-hmm. It was done. Yeah. But they had not sent us our check. Well, we were actually buying the house. We had over borrowed in order to rehab okay. it. Yeah. And they had never sent us those. So we paid for the rehab out of our, out of our company funds mm-hmm. then because we didn't have that amount of money. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how much was that? It was about $25,000. So they sent us a check, you know, the next day they were very quick to overnight it. Oh, sure. But <laughs> 25 grand. And then wasn't there one, an addition, like another one that was like 15, 16, something like that, 17,000. Yeah. Oftentimes, you know, we can find discrepancies in payoffs from our, from lenders or there's been times where the realtors commissions needed to be updated there's a lot of things. So sometimes then after a deal is done, you might go back and look through some things just to make sure there are probably some key money points mm-hmm. through there, like the commission, like did they fund us the yeah. over the yeah. overborrow? And did they did they short okay. It could have been that the the payoff. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. So learning to read those docs, do you think that's important for our apprentices? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And a lot of our calls, a lot of my calls are recorded on Facebook and they're live on Facebook. So you can go back and watch them. And we go through Altas a lot on there as well. So you'll go through a HUD on mm-hmm. there. Yeah, we just did that, I think, last week. 
So, um, so an apprentice will bring their HUD on there and they'll go through it with you. Can they share their screen, do that kind of stuff yeah, where you can see yeah. what's going on? There? Or, or sometimes I'll share ones, some interesting ones that we have. Okay. Like, you know, the last one I shared, we had some, some now, some later money. We also had taken the mortgage subject to, and they were getting some walk away. So it was kind of like a three for three on there. Mm. We went through that HUD because it was a little more complicated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so that's a good one. So next time I have a, an alto like that, where or a call where I go through one, okay. I'll, I'll pin it so you guys can see. Okay, go over that. And that's on uh, that's on Fridays at one. Central. Two central. Two central. Mm-hmm. Two central. Yeah. Okay. So here's another thing that um, you know, basically what I'm doing is asking you all the questions that people ask me that I don't know the answers <laughs> to. So it's making me look smart here. A couple of these I might, but so. One of the things I get asked a lot is, well, how do we make the payment on the mortgage if we're a different person from the person who's on the mortgage? So how how do you do that for Brad? Well, you know, it turns out that mortgage companies like to get their money, you know, and in in reality, they don't really care who's making the payment as long as they're getting their payment. Okay. I've learned that. So there's several different ways, you know. The, the best and the most foolproof way to do it is to turn in your power of attorney that you get signed at closing to the mortgage company, then call the mortgage company and have them send the mortgage statements to your address instead. So you change the mailing address on the mortgage. And then you get the, the mortgage statements each month and you can make a payment that way. And that's what we do here. Do you send a check in? Yeah, we send checks in when we have the mortgage statements. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you ever call any of them in? Yeah, sometimes, you know, while we're waiting, there is a transition time for them to change that mailing address. You know, sometimes it might take 30 or 60 days. So while we're waiting to get the mortgage statement, we'll call in using that power of attorney. You know, it'll you'll have their social security number, right. you'll have the loan number and their, you know, property address. Okay. So you can call in and make that payment. Okay. That and can you do it like on their automated system sometimes as well? Mm-hmm. And just boom, boom, boom. Yeah. For the most part, that's, it's all automated. If you do get to a person and talk to them, you can tell them your name. If you're, if you're making a payment, you can tell them, you know, I'm Tony Woodall. I'm just calling to make a payment for John. For John Smith. <laughs> yeah. And they'll say, well, how much do you want to make? How much payment do you want to make for him? And you can just tell them how much you'd like to make. Excellent. Yeah. Mm. Sometimes if it's a local bank, you can drop a check off at the local bank. You know, we have a Truist right down the road. So sometimes I'll just drop it off there. Oh, because there's a there's a mortgage from Truist yeah, Bank. Yeah. And I remember we've had, we've had one also from First Bank here in town. Mm-hmm. And their actual mortgage... Their national mortgage uh, office is here as well. Mm-hmm. And you'd send me by every now and then to drop a check off over there. Yeah, we dropped a big check off over there one time. Ah, <laughs> that is correct. Yeah. That is correct. Okay. All right. So uh, another one I get asked is how do I set up utilities, get them turned on in these little podunk towns out here across America? That's a good question. A lot of times they will tell you, you're going to have to come in the office, honey. You're going to have to come in the office, but don't believe them. You know, there's always a way to do it remotely. We've Mm -hmm. never had to go into the office ever, never. So if they continue to say, well, you're going to have to come in the office, you know, you can explain to them what you're doing. You know, I'm a real estate investment investor. I'm 
150 miles away. There's no way I can do that. I can have something notarized. You know, I can notarize the application. And a lot of times that will work. You know, that will. So fill out my application in front of a notary. Mm -hmm. Have them notarize it. Or at least sign it. Okay. Yeah. And then, you know, I'll overnight. I'll overnight it. If you're really in a rush, you Uh know, you can overnight the application along with the check. A lot of times email works well too. You know, you can call and say, can I have your email? And you can work through email and have things done that way. All right. And I would imagine too, maybe sometimes it depends on who you get on the phone. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's another one. People wanted to know from Abby. So um, what is the purpose of filing a memorandum after you have something under contract? That's a good question. And it can be super valuable. You know, it only takes about 30 minutes and maybe $25, but it can really save you in the end. So the purpose of filing a memorandum is you're essentially like clouding the title on this house for the foreseeable future. So if you have a house under contract, you're getting ready to buy it, you're doing your due diligence, (sighs) and let's say they ghost you. And they threaten that they're going to sell it to the neighbor down the road instead. Whenever the neighbor down the road goes to get title insurance on their purchase, your memorandum is going to show up at the county. And most title companies will not close over a memorandum. So that's what clouding means. Mm -hmm. It's not a clear title now. Yeah. It's been clouded. Someone else has first dibs on it. Yeah. And they just can't go sell it to somebody else. That's right. Unless. Yeah. So I'll give this example. We had a house in Morristown, Tennessee. Uh We had put a memorandum on it after we had signed, had the contract signed. And um, which cost what? Thirty five bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I think even if you did on simple file, thirty five dollars. Yeah. And um, the seller started being really weird with us. They weren't communicating well with us. So we thought something was a little fishy. Turns out, you know, a few days later, I got a call from a title company and they were asking me to release the memorandum because they were going to, they had it under contract with the neighbor down the road, like we had talked about. Right. So in that instance, we could have done three different things. So we could have said, okay, we'll release it. You know, we're really not interested in the house. We'll release it. Um, so there's that one. The second thing is you could say, we're going to buy the house and we're sticking to our guns and we're going to go through with this. So we're not going to release it. Mm-hmm. And that's, in, that's what we did in this case with Forrest. But there's a third option. You know, you could negotiate with that other, other buyer and say, you know, what are you willing to give me to release it? So you kind of sell your release to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we had a house under contract for a, for a hundred and they were trying to buy uh, for 105. Mm-hmm. So the, the seller wanted to sell it to them, get that extra five. You would sell your release to them for like another 20 grand and they'd wind up giving 125. Yeah. Yeah. But, but 20 of that would come to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't ever, you know, this kind of goes back to the training. I wouldn't ever say, well, if you give me $5,000, I'll release it. I would say, what are you willing to give me 
to release it, mm. you know, because <laughs> they they might say a hundred thousand so, dollars. It might yeah. be worth it to them. So what Abby's saying there is the equivalent to when we're negotiating to buy to start with. And we say, you know, what's the least you could take? But in this case, we'd say, what's the most you could give? It's as if we're selling an owner finance house. What's the most you could give for a down payment? Mm-hmm. So what's the most you would give to, to get the house? Well, I mean, 20 is the most we give, $20,000. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So I'm going to let you have a house that you didn't actually capture to start with you, and, and, and release it because right now you don't have it and you've already got money into your process. Mm-hmm. Is twenty thousand dollars the most you could give? Well, I might give twenty two thousand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. So yeah, that's oh, that's good. That's good. So that's the purpose of a memorandum. Clouds a title. Clouds what is normally a clear title. Mm-hmm. Gives you an opportunity then to either keep it, release it, keep it, or sell, sell it. it. Yeah. Okay. Good work. Good work. Good work. So here's what we know. We've got two or three examples. I mean, we have a couple of investors uh, that are partners in the apprenticeship that bought at such a deep equity that when someone else came along and wanted to buy, they weren't buying the way we buy. So they were willing to pay a whole lot more for it. And they paid them a hundred grand. Wow. A hundred thousand dollars to release. Yeah, that's (laughs) incredible. Yeah. For a $25 memo. Yeah. $100,000. And then I think we heard this morning that Charlie and Ashley are probably about to get, what was it 25 grand? I think it was like five. Oh, 5,000. <laughs> yeah. And so the but baby, still, the ba- 5, Tyler might've been crying when that was yeah. said. $5,000. And all you did was spend 25 to $35 on a memo. I mean, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Some people, some, that's probably what wholesalers a lot of wholesalers make that. Some of them don't even make that mm-hmm. per deal. And all you did was file a memo. So, okay, good stuff. Good stuff. So now here's a biggie. How does homeowners insurance work when you're buying a house subject to that already has taxes and insurance escrowed into it? Mm-hmm. And then you're going to sell it to someone else. And they're going to need homeowners insurance in their name. How do how does all that work? So, um, whenever you sell your house with owner financing, your new buyer, the new owner of the house, will get an insurance policy in their name. So, if you sell it to Joe, he's going to get a policy in his name. However, he's going to put additional insured you know, you can have an additional insured, it will be the seller of the house. So whoever is on the mortgage policy. Okay. And then on mortgagees, the first mortgagee will be the mortgage company. So Carrington, Penny Mac, Truist. Okay. That'll be the first mortgagee. Second mortgagee will be you or whoever, you know, the investor will be the second mortgagee. Okay. So on that insurance policy, the new insurance policy that the new buyer is taking out, there's a place on that policy for, for three different kinds of people, Mm -hmm. the insured, the additionally insured Mm -hmm. and the mortgagee. Yeah. So that way everybody's name in the process is actually on that new policy. Mm -hmm. And then 
I, I'm assuming the new mortgage company sends it in to the mortgage, the, the new insurance company sends it into the mortgage company? Yeah, they do. So the insurance company will send a bill to the mortgage company and the mortgage company will pay it. <laughs> That's kind of how it goes. Pay the bill. Mm-hmm. That automatically replaces the old policy that was on it? Not necessarily. So sometimes it will, sometimes it doesn't. It's best to call into the mortgage company to make sure. Sometimes you could have two insurance policies running at the same time, which really eats into your cash flow each month. Uh, and it'll raise your escrow payment by a lot. Okay. So, you know, once they have once the mortgage company has accepted that new insurance policy. Um, you can actually use your power of attorney or your authorization to change mortgagee clause in order to cancel that old policy on there. Okay. Sometimes your sellers will go ahead and cancel their policy to begin with. You know, they say, I sold the house, I'm canceling the policy. And that's okay too if the seller decides to cancel their policy. Okay, but you need to know that. And so you can get yours in quickly mm-hmm. before they do a forced policy. Yeah. And a forced policy, it does sound pretty scary, but forced policies really aren't that much more expensive than than our policies. So if there's a forced policy in place for a couple months while you get your stuff sorted out, mm-hmm. that's okay, you know. So the expensive part is when you have two running yeah. at the same time mm-hmm. and they're paying on both of them. Yeah. So then they're then it's shorting your escrow account. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Sometimes, you know, if the mortgage company denies the insurance bill that that has been sent in, there's several different ways that you can send in an insurance into the mortgage company. So you can fax it in, you can mail it in. A lot of times there's online portals where you can turn it in online. And I would just suggest doing all three different ways to get it in front of the person who will accept it. Someone is going to accept it. Yeah. It just might take a, a few tries. Yeah. You know, that, that brings up something that you j- just have to remember about mortgage companies. When you're calling in, you're not getting someone who maybe even knows anything about the mortgage business. Mm-hmm. You're getting a customer service rep. And so they all, all they basically know how to do is follow a lead sheet that's popping up on their computer mm-hmm. or to send you to someone else. So it's really don't get frustrated when you call in and there and you feel like they're not helping you. A lot of times it's just a customer service representative on the front end mm-hmm. and they're looking through their menu because to see what you've asked the question about where they need to send you. So yeah, that's good. So I've got one more question, but I want to see first if you had anything that has kind of popped up. I guess it, it kind of goes back to what I was just talking about with with insurance as an example, but like a lot of times in this work, it's really easy to get bogged down with failing, you know, like if you're trying to find a cleaner to clean this house that you've just finished, or if you're trying to find a dumpster, I mean, I have spent so many hours looking for dumpsters for you. Mm-hmm. You probably remember that. <laughs> he would call me and say, I need a dumpster here tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> after a while she'd go, okay. For, in the beginning she'd say, Oh, okay. That's no problem. And then after a while, it was like, do you know how long it takes to find a dumpster kind of thing? It's not tomorrow, Tony. Then after a while, I would call and say, I need a dumpster tomorrow. And she go, no, you probably have one a week from Friday. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, just keeping at it, you know, calling a hundred different people if you need to, you'll, you'll find someone eventually. You yeah. know, nothing is impossible in this business. 
That is true. That is true. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the last question I have is, is there an additional set? Like I hear you talk about a POA. I hear you talk about some things that aren't necessarily a part of a normal transaction. Mm -hmm. So in a sub two, in a, in, in, in a, a deal where we buy it subject to, and even possibly some, some now, some later, and we turn around and we wrap a mortgage around that. Is there, is there an additional set of docs that a normal mortgage company maybe doesn't have that we need for them to have? We need signed at closing. Oh yeah, definitely. And in the training there in the, um, Additional materials or bonus materials. The digital assets assets inside the curriculum. Yes. Okay. There are, I believe, six, six docs in there that you should have signed at closing by your seller. Okay. You know, the first one's the power of attorney, limited power of attorney, authorization to change the mortgagee clause, authorization to release loan information. Yeah, there's, there's three or there's five or six of them. And um, it's really important to have those signed. Extremely important to have those signed. So, what what would someone do? One of our apprentices do? Would they they would themselves send that to that company and say, "Hey, I need this stuff signed along with your docs." Yes, that's the best way to do it. The best way that I found is to fill it out yourself. You know, because some of them need to be changed. You know, you need to change the loan number and obviously the the person's name and the the mortgage name. So go ahead and complete those the way that you want so that you can make sure they're correct. Mm -hmm. And then send them to the title company and say that you need these signed as well. Okay. And when the days are leading up, when you get leading up to the closing date, I would have a conversation with your seller as well and tell them, you know, it's really important that you sign these docs, make sure that the title company presents them to you. Otherwise I can't service your mortgage after the sale. Ah, Boy, that, that is a threat no one wants to hear yeah. right there, Yeah, you know? Okay. All right. Good stuff. I think the last thing I want to say is it's been amazing. You know, in the beginning, I thought Abby was really shy and it turns out she's not shy. Uh, she was just, she's a good learner and she was quiet and she listened a lot and she would capture how this fits with that and what, started out as like a part-time person who was helping us get our money together, kind of our files together and our, which was not easy because they were in about a thousand places. Mm -hmm. But now, you know, Abby, you're the CFO of this company and doesn't really matter what's on a card. You don't even have any. I mean, that's, that's, I love the simplicity and the humility of the whole, the whole organization, you know, Mm -hmm. but I mean, you are running, one of the, and big is not the word I'm looking for, but strongest individual owned investor organizations in the state, maybe in the South, that's not owned by a large company. Mm-hmm. And you not only run the finances of all this, you developed how we're going to run the finances of all this. That's the most amazing thing to me is you created this thing as you went to fit what we were doing and it runs very smooth. It runs extremely smooth. (laughs) Did you know you did all that? (laughs) I guess sometimes when you step back, yeah, maybe it appears that way. (laughs) You have to step back and look at it and go, Whoa, 
Yeah. I mean, it was pretty amazing. Casey did the same thing organizationally, you know. Mm-hmm. Brad kind of knew how to, we would start scaling as we went along. But then Casey came in and, and saw that and has put together really a, a good streamlined organization. Yeah, she has. And it's amazing yeah. watching you two, your dynamic duo, <laughs> and all of our apprentices. You're not only doing it for Brad and his organization, you're doing it for all of our apprentices, which yeah. is really neat because they're getting a, a photocopy of everything mm-hmm. that's happening on the inside here as well. Yeah. I think that's the most exciting part is seeing the investors, you know, the apprentices doing good work too. Yeah. It's, it's what excites us almost of all. Yeah. Because they're not having to go search and hunt and find it. It's like, it's right on this big buffet. Mm-hmm. And if I don't understand, that particular thing, I can make a phone call or I can send an email. I have instant access to somebody who's doing this. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty amazing. Yeah. So it is. Well, let me, I'll give you guys my email if you have any questions, like you said. Yeah, 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 yeah. So my email is abby at bradsmotherman.com. So it's A B B I at bradsmotherman.com. Abby at bradsmotherman.com. Yeah, I check it every day. So if you have questions, okay, feel free to send them over. Okay. Yeah. And it's amazing to listen when I'm when I'm on a call with somebody and they'll say, oh, I talked to Abby about that last week. So I'm good with that. I'm like, <laughs> well, let, let me tell you from my so that I can get in on the, oh, no, it's okay, Tony, really. Abby's <laughs> already shown me how to do that. Oh. So it's good stuff. And it's not just money stuff. It's like um, you and Casey both now are... In, I mean, Brad could be gone for a couple of months. You could make all the real estate decisions because you know exactly how the investment side of this runs as well. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Exciting. Yeah. Well, guys, that's it for Tuesday morning coffee for this week. Uh, I know I called it Thursday morning coffee uh, on the way up here, but I might have had a bourbon last night. So <laughs> Tuesday morning coffee. So thanks a lot. and We'll see you next week. 